It is the beginning of summer in the year 1091 of the Third Age. Ziv, you have been living in a spare room of Heltron's home. You've been in Saravel for almost six days now, and it has been fantastic. This tiered city climbing up the side of the Ducian mountain range has nine levels to the city. Heltron's home is on the seventh one. This morning, you walk outside with a cup of spotted tea, something you've come accustomed to that Heltron keeps in his home. And you sit on the porch, watching the well-dressed nobility travel the streets and starting their day. <sighs> I can't believe this city. It's so beautiful. To think that a city so big could exist. There's so many people here. I wonder if anyone here knows everyone. Probably not. As beautiful as this city is, I still feel like I want to travel around. This is not been the adventure I thought I would have. I guess that's usually how the stories go though, right? And now I'm talking to a cup of tea. Huh. I wonder if I'm just being a worrywart. Heltron's been nothing but kind to me, but I'm just worried about his ambition. He's reaching really long and I'm just worried about what might happen. But there's a lot of smart and strong people all here. Hmm. But then I met Vorin. It is Vorin the man he says he is. He talks about his father being evil. Well, why? How could someone just be evil? There must be some reason. You can't just have an entire species be evil. Maybe something bad happened. Maybe Vorin just didn't know. Or maybe, maybe Vorin's lying so that I don't look into our people. I don't know. I guess I can't just sit around here thinking about things though. Uh, I'm getting too much in my head. I'm starting to act like my dad. I hate this. Uh, gross. No. Okay. Uh, what should I do? Maybe I should go and walk in the city. Yeah. Uh, first, I'm going to enjoy this tea, though. As you finish your cup of spotted tea, Heltrone walks up to you from the street. Looks like he had an early morning. He sits down in a chair next to you. He isn't wearing his plated armor today, but just a slim-fitting leather set with engravings of Mithron military. He then says, Today I will be meeting with a mage of the wizard's rainbow. I'd like for you to join me. I see a potential in you that I don't fully understand yet, but I think I might have a permanent place for you on my team. The wizard's rainbow? Yes. Uh, why would you need me to go there? Well, I, I want you to trust me. And more importantly, us. I think for you to get to that point, you should know what kind of task we are taking on. So Wizard's Rainbow aside, is there anything you've seen so far that you have questions about? I can't guarantee I have an answer, but I, I can try. I'm going to be honest, Heltron. You seem like a good person, but what you're trying to do, aren't you worried that you're taking on too much? That you're... something big's going to happen from this. There's always a balance. Aren't you worried that something's going to come about because of this? Well, Siv, unfortunately... We have evidence that something big is going to happen anyways. If we don't do something big in retaliation, it could be the end of Asus. Does this have to do with those artifacts? No, that's something new. What we know is coming is a doom. A doom? Yes. Hmm. There's... I know that you spoke with Vorin, and you may have learned a little bit about the realms. 
but there's one realm that isn't really a place that you can live in. It's called Velm. It's the darkness and shadow that you have to go through in order to transfer from realm to realm. It's, it's not livable, but there's prophecy that something's coming from there. Is it bleeding through between the realms? It doesn't have access through any of our portals, but we think there are creatures within it, and we don't know if they're organic or mystical or arcane, but our oracles have seen visions, prophecies of something coming to Asus. <sighs> Life hasn't really been the same since I, I left home, and honestly, it's a little scary. But I'm, I want to help you, Eltron, and I want to be there to make this world a better place. And I feel like it would be wrong of me not to do my part. But there's one other thing. I told this to Vorin. It's not like I'm keeping it a secret or anything, but when I was brought to my parents, because I was adopted, they found me and I was wrapped up in this this blanket and on it it said hold back the flames of war and I'm not from this world and if something's happening to this world it's possible that it might have already happened to others we know that it hasn't affected Urena the mystical plane and that's what Ramora is looking to use is the arcane well that connects us to Urena and we know it hasn't affected Urena because we can still access it well that's good news at least Okay, I guess let's, uh, let's go talk to some wizards. All right, go ahead and get ready. Gear up. We're headed up to the eighth level to visit the School of Planar Learning. All right, I'll just be a minute. This episode was recorded live on our Discord. Last session, we ended with the five of you going to sleep and the lazy leopard in your rooms. However, we never really decided how the five of you are going to be divided up in the three rooms. Let's start there today. Who is sleeping where in rooms one, three, and five? I don't like any of those numbers. I like three, so <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure that I would probably bunk with Keth. Yeah. All right, so Asher and Keth are in one room. I want a room to myself. All right. Calling it. One is the loneliest number. <laughs> yep. That's the one in room one. That went so well last time. What? You rooming by yourself. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Oops. That wasn't my fault, though. Well, I guess that's me and Fitch. Yeah. Aaron five. All right. It is now early in the morning, hours before sunset. The five of you are sound asleep. Keth is snoring vigorously. Velomir is still catching up on years of not sleeping, so he also snores vigorously. Finch sleeps quietly with Pivak watching from the headboard. Doroth hums in his sleep with a smile on his face. And Astra, your connection to divination magic keeps you stirring this night. What you are dreaming seems so real and almost vision-like. But you know what? Everyone give me perception checks. Ooh. 
No, no. What? Uh-oh. That is a seven. Oh, I'm sorry. Perception checks with disadvantage because you're asleep. Okay, wow. so seven. Seven. <laughs> seven. <laughs> Twelve. Seven. Eighteen. All Damn. right. All right, so, Finch, you wake up in the night hearing something, and as you look down at the foot of the bed in the darkness, a pair of eyes glisten and reflect in the moonlight shining through the planks of wood that haphazardly make the walls. Then you hear the creaking of a hammer pull on a flintlock. What do you do? I uh, pull my flintlock and shoot. Oh, <laughs> shit! Shoot first! Nice! <laughs> Let's go. Wow. Dark Finch? You know I keep that thing on me. Let's All go. right. Well, the four of you who are asleep wake up to the sound of six flintlocks shooting off. What? Finch, give me an attack. 23. 23, all right. Does a 20 hit, Deidre? Fuck, yeah. Mm. 24 hit, Kath? Oh, yeah. 15 hit, Doris? Nope. You're small enough in your sleep. They don't <laughs> yeah, know where dude. you are in that blanket. <laughs> and 16 on you, Felomir? That's a hit. All right. That ain't tussling. Yeah. <laughs> Low down. Deidre, you take 14 damage. Ow. <laughs> Wait, I'm sorry. It's a critical because... Because of things. What? So 16 damage. Ow. Kath, you take nine damage. Dorothy, you take cover. Yeah, Dorothy, you uh <laughs> under the bed. Hide under the blanket. Bellamir, <laughs> yes. you take 22 damage. Damn. Ow. And Finch, because you woke up and you shot back, you were not surprised, so you did not have a critical against you. But you still take. 17 damage. Damn. And you're hit with your flintlock? 10. All right. Now, everyone, give me initiatives. Oh, they're in the room? Yeah. What? dare you i'm sleeping in here so each of these three rooms are your rooms and they have all come in to kill you in your sleep it looks like first up is finch all right so it takes a whole round to load the flintlock right it does do i like see people are they in now like what exactly did, i know everyone just got like shot a bunch but you don't have dark vision and I want to give you some sort of like detailed thing about it, but it's a dark in room. You are getting moonlight through the planks of wood walls. Mm -hmm. So give me a perception check. And if you beat a 15, I'll give you a full description. Fuck. I have a 10 in perception too. That's a 12. <laughs> Shit. Uh, yeah, you are having difficulty in the darkness to determine what is going on here exactly, but you do see the silhouette of a person. Of at a least small person. one small person? Yes. How far away are they? Uh, 10 feet. 10 feet. You're like sitting up in bed, shooting them. Like, I guess I guess you had your flintlock hiding under your pillow or something. Always, <laughs> dude, yeah, always. <laughs> you know, I, I, think, I think maybe I'll just roll off the bed for a little bit of cover and load. All right. So you roll off the bed mm -hmm. and you take cover and you, what are you doing from there? Using the turn to load the, the flintlock Okay, so again. you're taking the turn to load the flintlock. Okay, cool. Uh, after Finch, we are on to Doroth. In my surprise, I'm going to uh, let out a very high-pitched scream, like, ah! Thunderwave. <laughs> <laughs> you moving one foot closer, or one square closer? Yeah, we'll, we'll say I, like, rolled off the bed. 
and surprised. Because I don't have my things on me, right? Yeah. Okay. I would imagine that, like, you don't sleep in certain things, so I'm going to leave that up to your discretion. I don't see myself having anything on me. Okay. Like, I'm just in, like, a, a gown nice. or something. <laughs> and yeah. it's a constitution save against Thunderway for me? Yes. 12? Does not save. Yep. And I'm casting that at a third level, by the way, so that's 3d8 damage. That's 17. And what else is the fact they get pushed? They get pushed back 15 feet if uh, they failed their save. Uh, automatically pushed back 10 feet from you. 10 feet. And it's audible for 300 feet. Oh, he goes flying back into the hallway. <laughs> Giving me time to get my shit. Thank you. And we'll say he's prone, too. Cool. After Doroth, we are on to Astra. Hey, what do I see after I get shot? You also do not have dark vision, so I will give you a perception check to see what you see. All right. Got to be to 15. That is a 14. You're also having difficulty getting an idea of what is exactly happening, but you do see the silhouette of a small person in front of your bed. Of a small person? I'm going to cast a guiding bolt, so maybe I can see the person. (laughs) (laughs) Give me a spell attack. That is a 23. 23 is a hit. See, I thought for sure that we were going to start rolling. And then uh, 19, 19 does not hit. <laughs> like, oh, fuck, they sent the killers. That is 17 damage. Some good damage. And uh, whoever hits them next has advantage. All right. So that would be Keth in the same room with you. So you keep that in mind, Keth, for me. And because this is radiant energy, I will say you have a brief moment to see what this person is. Give me another perception check. This time the DC's 10. 13. All right. So as you light up the room with radiant energy, you see that it's a gnome decked out in like black leather with a face, face mask covering himself. And he's holding two flintlocks, dual wielding flintlocks. Yeah. This is how he was able to shoot both of you in your sleep. Hmm. I think I know what's going on here. You should. <laughs> <laughs> what could it possibly be? <laughs> um, after Astra, we're on to Fellyfell. I still write you down on my initiatives as Felly. <laughs> That's okay. Um, I guess I will just... Well, what do I see? You have Devil Sight. So same thing as Astra. You see a gnome lit up or decked out in black leather armor with a face mask and everything, and he's holding two flintlocks in your room pointed at the both of you. All right. I guess I will just fire two Eldritch Blasts All right. from my sitting position up in the bed. All right. Give me the attack. The first one's an 18. That is a hit. The second one is a 27. That's also a hit. Good job. Good hits. Go team. Whatever. <laughs> That's 11 damage. 11 damage, and this is the one in room five. Now, real quick, when you're saying face mask, do you mean they're just wearing, like, stuff over their face, or they're wearing, like, a mask of a face, like a Jabberwocky no, 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 no. or something? Because <laughs> <laughs> like, that would be real fucking Hockey creepy. mask. No, it's just, like, a black, like, handkerchief. Okay. After Felomir, we're on to the gnomes who rush forward and attack with their rapiers. We'll go with room one first. He stands up and charges forward and critical misses. Nice. And we'll say that he's still like kind of like dazed from the thunder wave. And so as he runs forward, he just kind of trips and falls face first in front of you. So he's prone again. This <laughs> motherfucker, they, how dare you send some subpar soldier to kill me? <laughs> Asher, he attacks with a rapier for a 24. That is a hit. 12 damage. Ow. That fucking hurts. 
room five gnome attacks even odd Felomir Finch. Even. So Felomir runs towards you and attacks for a critical. Shit. <laughs> yep, this is how we all die. I'd be. Everyone but uh, Doroth. 11 piercing damage. I'm going to use Hellish Rebuke. So that's going to be 3d10 fire damage. Uh, He has a deck saving throw. Deck save. For a 10? That's a fail. Ooh. For 25 damage. What? What? (laughs) (laughs) Done fucked up. He's screaming in pain. Not dead, but he's like charring over and falls to the ground and he's not dealing with it very well. Well, being on fire. <laughs> How do you deal with that? I don't well? understand. After the gnomes, we're on to Keth with the lowest initiative. I'm sick of these red rocks! <laughs> <laughs> and you have advantage. I'm going to rage and uh, rush forward and grapple. Uh, the way that I want to grapple, if I can do this, is I want to, since he's shorter, I want to lift him up by his arms and pin him against the wall. Ooh, okay. Kinky. Okay. okay. <laughs> uh, give me the grapple. The athletics versus his acrobatics. I got a nine. 24. All right. And I'm going to take a bite out of the hand or like the forearm that's holding the rapier. Okay. Fuck. <laughs> take a bite. Take a bite. Well, I've got my Turkadol face oh, that's on. Right. That's right. Yeah, you haven't done that in a minute. Right. Maybe even ever. Oh, I've done yeah. before. Yes. Okay. Yeah. All right. So give me the bite. Very kinky, indeed. Yeah, I'm telling you. <laughs> it's letting off some steam right 20, now. 25. 25 is a successful bite. <laughs> successful bite. Eight damage. Eight damage. Do you rip off the flesh? Yeah, if I can. All right. You Gross. rip off the flesh in your mouth. What is the safe word? <laughs> is the gnome we'll turned rip out off? The so we can't hold that weapon anymore. After Keth, we're back at the top of the order, which is going to be Finch. All right, so there's this uh, on-fire gnome in the middle of our yeah, room. We'll say he's stopped, dropped, and rolled, so he's prone, so you get advantage on melee attacks. So he looks like he's probably going to get up and keep trying to do this thing. He might. He's alive. All right, yeah, let me just uh, shoot him. All right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, let's put him down. Uh, going to do Hunter Colossus on this. It is a ranged attack against a prone target, so it would be disadvantage. You get advantage for melee attacks. Really? Mm-hmm. All right. Let's give this guy the crowbar. <laughs> the crowbar! <laughs> what about the bowie knife, man? Yeah, well... <laughs> yeah, all right. I don't think I've tried the bowie knife yet, and I've, I've probably got that somewhere near, so let me unsheat that bad boy. All you right. got to hit him with the you call that a knife. You got to... <laughs> call that a knife. <laughs> this... Is a knife. <laughs> and then I'm going to try and lunge and gut him like a fish. All right. Give me the uh, the attack with advantage. 23. 23 is a hit. Uh, you also have an extra attack, don't you? Shit. I can do that with this. I only ever think about that with my arrows for some reason. You got it. All right. Here we go again. <laughs> He's going to do a stab and repeat. With advantage. So that's a 26 on the second one. All right, yeah, they're both hits. And because you hit with advantage and you're now a rogue because you're Dark Finch, you also get sneak attack damage. <laughs> so yeah. And that's just once per attack round, right? Yeah, it's just once per attack round. So you just get the sneak attack on the first melee attack. On the first. So this is going to be... This dude is about to get <laughs> fucking eviscerated, dude. 
were they told who they were fucking with <laughs> when they were sent on this mission? I mean, we look like total fucking idiots based on <laughs> anyone observing us. <laughs> yeah. So I'm sure they thought they could handle it pretty easily. 24. Oh my god, 24 damage with a fucking dagger. It's a Bowie knife. Dude, that's a, that's a knife. I'm Rambo. <laughs> All right, so. Dark Finch. So you're on one side of the bed, and then Felomir was on the other, and he rushed Felomir, and you were ducking behind the bed. So you, like, roll over the bed, and he's prone, and you just slash across his abdomen <laughs> with one large gut and land on the other side of him. And then with the extra attack, you just bring it down into his neck. Oh, shit. And he goes, <laughs> <laughs> And blood starts pooling well, all gnome. around. Well, it's a feet. gnome, so I usually have higher pitched voices for gnomes, so it's. <laughs> <laughs> Dark fit. <laughs> and after Felomir, we are on to Doroth. Okay, since my attacker is prone, would he get an attack of opportunity if he was prone and I tried to run to the side of the room and get my. my no, my wand is in my pouch. Yo, I'm just gonna pull my wand out of my pouch. Okay, give me, give me the spell attack with your wand. Shoot it out. Uh, That's gonna be it. That was the the unsheathing. Just imagine the the sheer terror of this gnome assassin looking up after being thunderwaved and falling on his ass and seeing this other gnome pull a, a wand out of a flesh pouch. Just out of my skin. This just God. got even kinkier. Yeah. That's going to be a 26, by the way. 26 is definitely a hit. Uh, 2d6 <laughs> damage. <laughs> Max damage, 12. <laughs> and this is a psychic attack wand. So you just see, like, he's prone. Like, you knocked it back. He rushes forward, falls in his face. And now you've, like, hit him with this psychic attack. And he's just grabbing his ears. Like, he thinks it's a sonic attack. But it's really just in his mind. Oh, yeah. And uh, he starts kind of shaking. He's not, uh, he's not doing too good. And can I move? Uh, you can. You still have movement. All right. And after I attack, I'm just going to move against the wall towards my backpack. All right. So you are near all of your goods. After Jorth, we are moving on to Astra. Um, so does Keth still have the gnome pinned against the wall? Yeah. And he's eating them. <laughs> Gross. Anime blood is just going across the room. And Turkadile mouth is just ripping flesh through the air. Sweet. You just see it in flashes. <laughs> oh, yeah, because it's dark at the moonlight and clouds yeah. are just going by. I am going to do a level three inflict wins. Okay. Uh, give me the spell attack. 22. 22 is a success. 13. 13 necrotic damage. This is inflict wins. Yes. We'll say like you grab his leg because Keth is holding him up pretty high and then the gnome is also short. Uh, and you just see like his calf kind of decaying as you're mm. holding on to it. Yum. After Astro, we are on to Thelifel. Um, all right, and that gnome's dead in our room, correct? Oh yeah, he dead. You probably hear some tussling happening in the other rooms. Tussling, okay. <laughs> I guess nothing to worry about. <laughs> nothing to worry about. <laughs> uh, I guess at this point, I would probably just run into the hallway and look around. Okay. Is everyone okay? I'm going to yell out. <laughs> uh, I'll give Doroth a chance to say something in response. I am totally not fine! <laughs> <laughs> All right, so you, you, with your movement, you're unable to see into either of the other two rooms. Would you like to dash to another area? Yes, I will make my way into room number one where Doroth is at. 
where I heard his voice. As you run past Asher and Keth's room, you do take a glimpse inside and you see Keth. <laughs> <laughs> a horror scene. You see a horror scene happening in the room of the two of them just grabbing the stone like, that's pinned up against the wall. And he's it's like double the height of him high. He just walked by like, oh, I'm not dealing with that. <laughs> the gnome's just reaching out his one hand like, save me. <laughs> I was just trying to get through college. <laughs> After fellow beer, we are on to the gnomes. Um, so the one that Keth, you're pinning up against the wall, will say takes a is, tries to escape with his acrobatics against your athletics. I got a twelve. Fifteen. Alright. You continue to hold him in place. He attacks you with his rapier as you're holding him up. For a twenty-six. That's it for eight piercing damage. And that'll be reduced by half. I've gotten really good as a DM to say what type of damage it is. I used to not do that before the podcast. I'm proud of you, Dave. Thank you. <laughs> Needed that. Uh, the one that is in your room, Dorth, stands up because the psychic attack has dwindled away and he rushes across the room at you with his rapier. <laughs> for a critical miss. Oh, this man. <laughs> this, this fucking This dude. man. Fucking trips. He's already tripping. I'll be real. I want him alive. I gotta know. <laughs> he, he runs towards you and trips and just slides into like head first into the wall. And I'm actually going to make him take a D4 like bludgeoning damage against the wall. And it was one. So he takes one damage. <laughs> just like sidestep. <laughs> calmly. And, he, and he's prone at your feet. Um, oh my God. After the gnomes, because that's there's only two left. We are on to Keth. All right. So since I get two attacks, can I bite him twice? Yes. Oh, my God. Yes, you can bite him twice. I'm going to keep biting him. You attacking recklessly? I mean, this whole everything is pretty reckless. <laughs> <laughs> on their part, not y'all's. Yeah, I'm saying. Yes. All right. First attack. 19. 19 is a hit. Nine damage. Nine damage for two bites or one bite? Just one bite. Okay. That was the first one. He's not dead. Uh, that second one is going to be a 23. That's a hit. For eight damage. And now he's dead. Oh, you bit him to death. <laughs> we'll Pretty say, brutal. We'll say you like bite him or you killed him. So you, you tell us what happened. All right. So I've got him uh, pinned up. He's kind of, you know, wriggled his, his arm to slash me. And that, that really pissed me off because I'm already enraged. So I'm just going to uh, go for the jugular and just Ooh. rip his fucking throat out. Oh, my God. And you do it. <laughs> Roadhouse, but with your mouth. And I'm going to spit it on the ground and look at Astra and just wipe my mouth. <laughs> I just stare in complete fucking horror. <laughs> so yeah, you drop to the ground. Plop. He's dead. Uh, so the last remaining one is the one in Doris' room, and it is Finch's turn. I guess without really knowing what's going on in those other rooms, I just know that everyone's in a tussle. So, and that our guy's dead. Fomir's gone. So I'm gonna Bowie hand in one knife, flintlock in the other, just. Just start <laughs> strutting real fast, like down the hallway, trying to see what's going on and what I can do. Strutting, strutting real I mean, fast. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I didn't mean run. I kind of meant like a strut, but I guess strut's probably the wrong word too. Because like, I went to like sport force, walking, forcefully walking, like <laughs> shoulders broad with a purpose. Like yeah. I'm coming to like do some damage if I can find some with time. authority. Yes. 
I'm going to say you get to Asher and Keth's room and see the, oh. the, the gory room that's happening. <laughs> that I'm, I'm going to make eyes with Keth and just give him a nod. <laughs> <laughs> what are we doing? Oh, my God. <laughs> nod back at him. That's a wipe in my mouth. I'm crying in the corner. <laughs> Dorothy, it's your turn. All right, I'm going to point, pull my wand out and point it at him. Okay. While he's on the ground. Are you going to try and intimidate him? Yes. Okay. Do you want to treat that as your action to lower the DC, or do you want to leave it as a free action? That's my action. Okay. That's going to be your action. Yes. All right. Give me the intimidation. Okay. I'm going to use a lucky dice. Okay. Because that was a critical miss. All right. 19. 19. Uh, a 20, actually. Uh, two. Yeah. Okay. I'm going to do his insight check. Three plus... Something bad. This man is not fit for this job, I'm telling you. So you point his your rapier at him and you say, Who sent you? And he like cowers and like kind of rolls over on his back and drops his weapons. He says, ah, ah. <laughs> Does he see Felomir uh, in the doorway? We'll say he doesn't yet. Okay. But the time has paused at this point to where we'll, we can say, Felomir, you walk into the room. Yeah, I'll go ahead and make my way into the room. Um, Finch, are you... And I'm going to repeat what Doroth said. <laughs> Who sent you? <laughs> Finch, are you uh, going to move on or... Yeah, no, obviously it's handled in there, so I'll move on to the next room as well. <laughs> it's pretty fucking handled. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, Kath and Astra, we'll say there's one round. So this is like the immediate six seconds after y'all killed this gnome. Are y'all moving out of the room or are you shocked and like handling what you got in your own room? Yeah, I think y'all got some shit to, to talk about. <laughs> <laughs> Kath just ate a man. Astra's crying in the corner. Yeah. Uh, well, we, we saw uh, at least Finch run by, so I would, I would run after them. Okay, Astra. Assuming something's going on. I'll follow. Want to get out of the blood room? <laughs> yes. <laughs> Please. All right. So, as the five of you kind of gather in this room, this gnome, after that intimidation check, also has kind of just surrendered. He's yielded completely. He knows that. If none of you died in your sleep, <laughs> then there's no way he's going to win this fight. I'm going to close the door and stare at him. Oh, shit. <laughs> Pull out some pliers. Like, what the fuck? I'll start licking my lips. That's your friend. I'm licking off my lips. <laughs> Tear falling oh, down no. my face. He's paused and he doesn't know how to respond yet. So we'll say that y'all are screaming at him. Who sent you? <laughs> Who sent you? Delaro! Wait, break! Also, is anything else happening in... It's, been, it's only been like 18 seconds. Yeah, there was also a thunder wave, so... It's been very loud. Okay. But it hasn't been quick enough for any kind of response, you okay. think. So you're in that moment right now where if you delay too long, things could happen. And y'all probably all realize that. So yeah, what do you say to... He's paused and he's quivering. I mean, you can just keep shouting the same thing. No, over and over. You? <laughs> Talk English, motherfucker. Do you speak it? Um, <laughs> I will um, reach out and pull his face mask down. Okay. So you reach out, and as you start to reach towards his face, he like kind of backs off a second, and then you, you, you do get hold of the... 
handkerchief mask and pull it down and you see his face and he's just a young gnome he's like younger than you maybe he's just trying to get through college (laughs) (laughs) come on now out with it Uh, god it hurts cfh sent me cfh the construct people yes needles and watts Uh, oh god they're gonna kill me now just just go ahead and end it Why would I do that? I'm a gentleman. So, did they tell you why? They said they said you know too much. You can't know what you know. And this was Needles and Watts specifically. No. Then who? Just some somebody at CFH came to our guild and asked us to to come kill you. Your guild? Yeah. What guild is this? The Assassins Guild. Pretty poor assassins. We've done good in the past. <clears throat> you mean you've done well. <laughs> <laughs> Didn't make it through college. <laughs> we assassin real good. <laughs> Look, you can't escape with your life if we know what you know. And then you hear a very heavy step coming up the stairs near room one. I will turn and look. Well, the door's closed because Finch closed it. I will go open the door. Oh, all right. So you go open the door and we'll say that the stairs that lead up to this hallway kind of cut out, have a corner and the light is shining up the stairs from the tavern and you see the, the shadow of a bear. Oh, shit. I'm closing Mm-mm. the door. Right? <laughs> Guys, we got a problem. There's what? a construct out there. It's a bear. Oh, like a the- bear bodyguard? I think so. I just saw the shadow. Shit. Freaking BBG. And then the gnome just starts laughing. <laughs> they're coming. They're going to get you after all. <laughs> Why don't we throw this gnome in the hall and let the bear deal with it? I think that's a great idea. (laughs) (laughs) I'm not okay with that. I'm not. Oh, you're not? (laughs) Shit. We need to, we got to get out of here. He's just a child. Um, Is there a window? Yes. Yeah. They're not, they're not glass. They're just like the little wooden shutters that. Are we on the first floor or the second? We'll say the second floor. We, uh, we could jump. I don't have my things. <laughs> you said the walls between the rooms are pretty like lackluster, is right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm gonna, gonna <laughs> I'm gonna start kicking through the walls to get our stuff, <laughs> and then I'm gonna come, and then I'm gonna come running back to this room to jump out the window. <laughs> um, give me a strength check. I am, by the way, at some point going to make him watch me dress. This is getting wild. This is <laughs> wild, dude. You started it wild. We woke up to gunshots. What you mean? Uh, yeah, right, we're all disoriented. Strength check. Yeah, strength check. Kath, are you helping? 14. Just eat the wall. No, but I see what he's doing. And how long does rage last? Oh, a minute. Minute or something so like that. Has yeah. it been over a minute? No. Okay. I'm going to see what he's doing, and I'm just going to like barrel through the wall like right <laughs> beside him, or try to anyway. We'll say that's with advantage then for, Fit- for Finch. So Finch, give me another roll, just in case. 16. All right. Uh, so yeah, with Keth, like you start to like kick the wall, and then Keth comes barreling into the spot where you are, and he just busts through the wall. So yeah, you are now into room three, and we'll say the footsteps are getting closer. Uh, slam the door. Okay, so you go close the door to your room. Yep. All right. I and still got to get into my room. I, I yeah. assume that I do sleep with like the flintlock under the pillow, and I probably stay clothed with like a boot knife kind of thing. Okay. But I probably had my pack up against the wall. I'm, okay. So I need to get my stuff. I am going to follow Finch into the room we were both staying in because I will say I had absolutely nothing of value on me. 
All of my things are still in the I room. I think that's probably a reasonable because y'all are all asleep. Yeah. So, Keth, are you going to help them with the wall or are you just going to go for your things right now? No. So, and I want to kind of do this in one motion where I slam the, the door and then just keep like trying to barrel through the next wall. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> all right, nice. So Finch, or Keth, you I give, give me, him advantage this time. Yeah, Keth, you get advantage this time. I got advantage anyway. I'm raised. <laughs> Uh, 19. All right, and this is where we'll say your rage ends, and you bust through the next wall, so all three rooms are have these holes to the walls. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, slam that door, too, because I'm assuming it's open. Okay, yeah, it is. You close the door, and you all gather your things, and we'll say that, like, you fit, or we'll say Astro and Doroth, you're still in the first room right now, whenever yes. this happens, and you feel, you hear the door start to jiggle. I'm going to look at Astra. I cast Gust of Wind against the door. Nice. Nice. Mm-hmm. To destroy the door? No, or? to keep the door closed. To keep the door closed. assuming Keth ran by and slammed it, that it's... Most doors open in towards the room. Yeah, so that is so true. It would make it sense. Shut. So are you going to go for your things or just focus on this? I would assume that Keth would grab my things. Yeah. Okay. So in that situation, I will agree. And so you're holding gust of wind against the door and you see the door open and then close again from the wind. And then it starts to like shake, open and close, open and close. And then it gets a little bit more open. And I want to say this is the time where y'all would somehow exit however you wish if you're trying to escape. I am going to look at the gnome and say, you got lucky, kid, and jump out the window. (laughs) 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 All right, so Dorothy jumps out the window. I'm going to grab Finch. And cast Dimension Door. Okay. And I would like to appear in the street. Okay. In front of, or I guess directly outside of where the window was. I okay. assume yeah, I probably we'll, looked out the window sure, at one point. Sure. So I can visualize it. You know the area. Uh, Kath? Yeah, I'll, uh, I'll grab our things and like, you know what? I'll, I'll see Astra from the hole in the wall. Yeah. And I'll like toss her her bag and nod and then like go to jump out the window. Okay. Uh, Astra, give me a dexterity save to catch your things. Really, Kev? <laughs> <laughs> it looks cool. Come on. <laughs> Cinematic, y'all. Alrighty. That is a 15. You successfully catch your bag as Sweet. it flies to you in the air. And you're holding Gust of Wind with one hand and you... Catch myself with the other and I'm just going to bat, like, keep Gust of Wind towards the door and just back up into the window and just fall back. Okay. And then cast Feather Fall. Okay, that was super fucking cool. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So don't forget life force on all these spells you cast. Yeah. I don't. Oh, yeah. Ooh. And my ring. Oh, <laughs> the soul bound ring. Nice. Okay. That's the one for the day, right? Mm-hmm. Okay. Just making sure. So, yeah, y'all all gather. So, Dorothy, you jumped first. Yes. The scene here happens where you land on the ground and you are falling ten, over 10 feet. So I do have to do a d6 damage to you. Okay. But he falls am, ever so softly. I am going to try to hit B. As I hit the ground, <laughs> you, roll. you take three damage. Okay, and like you plop on the you plop onto the ground below, and then a door, a dimension door, opens up next to you, and you see Fellowbeer and Finch walk out of it, standing above you, and then Kef, well, you could have grabbed me. And then Keth falls out the falls out the window or jumps out the window. Keth, I gotta do t- do a d six to you, and that's also three damage, and then. Astra Mary Poppins her way down <laughs> as she's blowing wind into the uh, into the room. And as you all touch the ground and you're all gathered, it's what's the next move? 
I will say I'm also bleeding pretty profusely yeah, from my gunshot I'm wound. I'm going to use Preserve Life Channel Divinity to heal everybody up to 10 points. It says up to half a creature's HP max. Does that mean I can't heal them more than half of their life? There's more things to that. I don't know about that, but if you have a 10 HP HP full, uh, pull, 10 HP pull, yeah. are you trying to do 2 HP to everyone? Did you get hurt, Dorth? Did everybody get pretty hurt? I'll be fine. Yeah, okay. I'm at 15 yeah, yeah. out of 48. I'm yeah. fine. Okay. I'm also, going it to... sounds like Philomir needs it. You're pretty good? I'm, I'm 50 out of 67. Okay, so. I'm going to heal both me and Philomir because we're pretty hurt. If you do, if anyone's bleeding, if you do at least one HP of healing, it, it stops, stops the bleeding. Okay, yeah. I'm going to give us both five. Okay. So five to Philomir and five to you. All right, you know what? I'll heal him all 10. Okay, so Philomir, you get 10 HP. Cool. And I'll, I'll use a potion on myself. Okay. I will look at like just look around at everybody and then notice that Felomir still looks kind of beat up and just lay my hand on him and be like it's gonna be okay Dorth makes things better and give him a, give him a heal <laughs> a cure wounds uh, we'll, we'll say a second level cure wounds okay it's gonna be 2d8 plus 2 that's gonna be 14 points of healing. All right. So that's 24 total for you, Felomir, I think. Yep. And I am up to 39. Okay. Um, and y'all do this first, which I didn't expect. And then you look up at the window and you see the bear bodyguard look at all five of you. Mm. Let's go. Yeah. <laughs> what about the gnome? What about the oh, gnome? Oh, God damn it. <laughs> I, before I got grabbed, I was thinking that I might go grab the gnome and then jump out the window with them. <laughs> I was going to drag him up to CFH and just, like, leave him on the doorstep. Oh, <laughs> beaten. Cold-blooded. Where are y'all going? I don't know. Pinrear. Pinrear is the only safe place I can think of. You're right. Let's go. Dash. Yeah. Start running. Wherever they, wherever they start oh, running, no. whatever direction, that's where I'm running. Oh, no. If uh, if Felomir is hobbling, I'm going to just grab him and pick him up. I think I'm okay ass. at this point. So as that bear is looking at you, I got to do a roll. Oh, no, we said that out loud. <laughs> Fuck! <laughs> yeah, there it is. Oh, man, y'all being careless tonight. Uh, <laughs> it's been a while. You said it yourself. So you run east along the port road and uh, head to Penrear at like 4.30 in the morning. Uh, is the bear following us? Uh, he's looking at you from the window, and as y'all dash away, he starts to he moves away from the window. He is a webcam right now. He is straight up, like, <laughs> uploading all of this. So heading to Penrear. I do not like that look. Mm -mm. You make your way into the miner's block, and you head up the street, and it's early in the morning. The sun has not risen yet. It took you maybe 10 minutes to get here with y'all's, what was it, strut? <laughs> yeah, we're strutting down. Well, we strut, we're strutting tonight <laughs> with uh, purpose <laughs> and authority. And you know Pinrear's house, so you go up to it. No one's watching you because it's pretty early in the morning. And beat the door down. Oh my god! Uh, not like literally <laughs> beat it down, but like knock furiously. So is that what Dorothy's doing? Yes. Okay, so Dorothy walks up to the door and starts knocking furiously. I will look around to make sure there are no constructs <laughs> watching us right now. Give me a perception check. <laughs> Seven. <laughs> we good. <Fucking> God. <laughs> you don't see any constructs watching. You tied it. You're good. 
And it takes some minutes, but she eventually comes running to the door and opens it up and sees you, sees the five of you. Well, what are you, what are you doing here? What what happened? You're I don't all know. bloodied. Yeah, I don't know what we're doing here, but <laughs> there was an attempt on our lives. An attempt on your lives? What for what? CFH sent the Assassin's Guild to kill us, and this is the only safe place we could think to come to when we got free. The Assassin's Guild, the ones that work with the pirates? I don't I, whatever Assassin's Guild it is, there's also a, a, some constructs after us too. There you is- came here? Yeah, I told you I don't know why. <laughs> Y'all, you're putting me in danger. So I guess we should leave? <laughs> I guess come inside if this is where you want to be. Do you know anywhere we can hide? No, not really. I mean, I guess you could go into the mines, maybe. No, there's constructs there. Am I the only person you know here? Where's Kurgle? She was at the inn. No, she's coming to the inn. Oh, in the she's morning. coming to that. What, do I know where she's at? She's on the pirate island. She went to back. She went back to the pirate island. Okay. And she was gonna come back to you guys in the morning. <gasps> hey, what about Vilgo's house? Do we know where he lives? We've already yeah. put him in danger too. <laughs> <laughs> Everybody that we meet. We're in danger. <laughs> I start crying again. <laughs> I'm gonna, I don't know. I'm gonna look at her like your resistance may have to start a little sooner than you anticipated. The, the, no, that's not possible. I don't know what to tell you what to do. I don't think this is the place to be. Did anyone follow you? Not that we know of. The, I'm the gonna bear... look around at this point and see if there are any constructs following us. <laughs> I did see anyone follow me with your devil's sight. I'll give you um. No, not advantage. You just have percept. You just have a lower DC. Eight. <laughs> Can I assist in him looking around? Never mind. I don't know how that works. <laughs> but I mean, you can take a perception check if you want. Okay. Crit. Really? Yes. Yeah. Okay. Uh, you see three PVACs from the road you came in on. They're like hovering like 60 feet in the air, just watching off from a distance. PVACs at your six. <laughs> Alright, our best bet's probably to get off this island uh, Kurgle's on the pirate island As much as I'd hate to go there That might be our only hope How are we supposed to get there? We don't have a boat We commandeer one You did say you're part of the Crimson Command You could go see Dubro, he has a rowboat How far away? Uh, it's just down on the other side of the cliffs Let's chase it! Is that much further than the fishing boats? Didn't Philomene you say you knew of The fishing boats are on the other side of the city Okay, well we'll, we'll go to what's, what's closest then <laughs> Uh, I'm going to turn to Pinrear and be like, sorry. (laughs) (laughs) Throw some gold at her. (laughs) Peace. I'm going to jump on Kef's back. (laughs) To make this a faster run. He can run faster than me. Hey, companions. Welcome to this episode's mid-roll. A couple things I wanted to point out. This year, my goal is to remaster some of our earlier episodes with new music and sound effects while also trying to clean up the audio as best as I can. I am almost done with remastering episode two, so keep an eye and ear out for that release real soon. Also, I know a lot of you have been waiting for some Four Orbs merch, and we are getting closer and closer to that. I am hunting and discussing with artists almost every day, using the money from our third anniversary live show ticket sales to make this first shirt happen. We'll be looking for you to show your support once they are released. If you haven't yet, please look into dropping us a review on Apple, Stitcher, Podchaser, or any other application that might take reviews for podcast. I know Spotify doesn't right now, so if you want to show your support that way, maybe download iTunes on your computer and see if you can figure out a way to review us from there. It's been quite a while since we received one, so it would make our day to receive a new one. On Patreon, we are only $6 short of our first tiered goal. I'm waiting for you all to force us to come up with a second tier, so if you can afford it, show your support there. 
There are three live shows now available, the first year and the second year for only $3, and the third year at $5. Also, I am releasing the unedited version of our recordings now to Patreon, and you can get those for just a single dollar a month. And once you get caught up on those unedited episodes, come join us live on our Discord channel on Monday nights for our recording sessions. The Patreon should direct you to Discord once you become a subscriber. But even if you aren't a Patreon supporter, feel free to reach out to us on social media for a link to our Discord. For now, though, I'll get you back to the episode after a promo from our podcast buddies. Our world, once beautiful, filled with hope and ripe with life, now stares under the emptiness of extinction, where kingdoms reigned, capital cities now sprawl, ripe with fear and loss. Those upon the edges of the wilds become fewer, as corruption seeps from the shadows down deep. But we will not submit to the night. We will not willingly be consumed by the gloom. Companies will rise. The Grey Wolves will fight. While manifests may tear themselves from our dreams, we will take back the light they have stolen. Join us at MidnightKingdoms.com. Fight with us. Make our print in the Chronicles of the Grey Wolves. All right. So you head to the west side of the town and down to the coast into the sandy beaches and there's like rock cliffs where the sulfur mines are and they are kind of to your left and up above you we'll say they're like 100 feet high or something like that you see a small rundown beach shack right at the base of the cliffs and still in the sand um, outside the shack you do see a rowboat and you see a surfboard <laughs> <laughs> My man. And you see two dogs that are currently asleep in the sand. Uh, and they're like real shaggy. Like, I don't know what type of dog that is, but it's like a terrier lab mix, basically. So not construct dogs. Not construct okay. dogs. I just picture, I picture them like beach dogs. I don't really know how to call it. Like what? what some, some dogs. Some dogs. Yeah. Um, and as they see you approaching, uh, neither of them care. Like they don't bark. They don't growl. They just kind of like look up, like their heads come up from sleep and they just see you approaching and they're cool with it. All right. I'll, uh, I guess, take the lead here. But is, can I look back? Are this birds still following us? The PVAX? You know that there were three looking at you. So give me perception with advantage. 25. You do see three PVAX still following you. How far? Are they in like crossbow range? I wouldn't say they're in crossbow range. And plus, they're like tiny animals. I'm really good shot. I mean, if you, <laughs> you know what? If you want to take a shot, I'm I mean, fine with it. If they're that far away, that's really, if they're already that far away. They, I'm not that worried about it. They're in range, but they're just very, like, it's like shooting a beer can at 100 feet. I'll think about it. Okay. And uh, I'll announce myself, uh, Dubro, this is, this is Finch Cartwright, Master Scout. Are you in? It takes some time. I don't know if you want to keep going. I, I'll, I'll, I'll knock afterwards, too. <laughs> okay, and then so I'll you... maybe, like, bend down underneath and pet the dog if he's still taking a minute. All right. So you walk up to the door and knock on it. And uh, the door does open, like, we'll say, like, a minute later. And you did hear some, like, shuffling on the inside. He was probably asleep when you said Flynn Cartwright, Master Scout. So he opens it up and says, What? Come on, man. What's going What do you want? Dude, bro, I, I'm Finch Cartwright, Master Scout of the Crimson oh. Command. I'm here and I need your help. Hold on. 
And he like bends over next to the door, and like there's like a table next to the door, like a nightstand kind of thing. Mm-hmm. And he picks up a pipe. <laughs> yeah, I was waiting oh for my it. God. I was waiting for it. That Trinity leaf. And he hits some. He, he does some flint and steel. Oh what! It <laughs> lights up like a little wooden stick, and then holds it up to the bowl. <laughs> I'm gonna look up at Finch. Why are they all like this? <laughs> and he takes a huge drag. And, um, no, he ch- dude, he <laughs> big old rip. Yeah, it rip. Uh, he takes he, it all down in one. He rips it. I don't drug. <laughs> <laughs> and he lets out a large plume of Trinity leaf smoke. And y'all, y'all recognize the smell. Yeah, uh, we, you've done it. Yeah, mm-hmm. <laughs> we're we're hip. And he says, "Oh, what kind of trouble are you in?" CFH. Oh. They sent the Assassin's Guild after him. Bro, come on, man. Yeah, I know. What are you doing? Well... Look, we need to borrow your boat. My boat? Yeah, we need to get to the other island. I can't just give you my boat. Yes, you can! Come on, on, man. I'll bring it back. It's how I fish. Can you handle not fishing for a day, two days max? He looks back into his dark shack. And then he looks back at you. Yeah, I think I can manage. <laughs> Besides, look, you have two dogs. You can eat like a king for days. <laughs> whoa, are you are you suggesting I eat my dogs, dude? Whoa, whoa, that's not what I meant. Look, look, I'm going to pull out five gold and be like, look, here for your trouble, man. Come on, this, it's a rental. Oh, that works. I haven't had gold in a while. Crimson Command don't send me nothing. I'm going to look up at Finch again. <laughs> <laughs> what is this organization? <laughs> When was the last time you were in touch with them, dude, bro? Well, I mean, I get messages, and they sent me a message that some guy named Flynn Cartwright got promoted. Oh, that's you. Yeah, that's me. <laughs> <laughs> and you're not impressing me. C- congratulations on the promotion, dude. Yeah, thank you. Thank you. I'll, g- I'll give him the salute. <laughs> you want to hit this? You know. He doesn't <laughs> give you the salute. <laughs> son of a bitch, dude. It's, it's, you just, it's, up. it's been a long time since he's had to do the slur. <laughs> you should slap him down. <laughs> Reprimand him. All right, I guess. Yeah, I guess take my boat. Five gold might get me a new one if y'all lose it. Perfect. Probably not, though. Well, whatever. We don't have time for this. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to go ahead and start, like, pushing off the boat. All right. Getting it ready to get the fuck out of here. I'm going to send word to Captain Gate that uh, the constructs are being... Built with necromancy. Oh, hold on, hold on, hold on. Let me get my paper. I haven't had to do this in a minute. He gets some parchment out and takes an inkwell that looks like it's dried up real bad. <laughs> There's just like black cake over the top. Oh my of god. It. Bitch, maybe you should just. <laughs> <laughs> look, look, just... I'm not there. Never mind. What do you want to say to him? And I'll pull out a piece of parchment and an ink, <laughs> inkwell and quill. I would know, just give him a quick rundown. It's, it's Master Scout Finch uh, reporting back. We're from in Laron. Uh, CFH is creating constructs using necromancy. There's, uh, you know, that's enough for now, I guess. But we need to go. I'm picturing like while he's saying that, it's like the sound effect from like Eminem stand, and it's just like pencil. <laughs> yeah, I'm writing furiously, and then I'll just take it and like fold it up and just like push it into Dubro's chest. Just send this. <gasps> Got it. No. <laughs> I'm just gonna leave him, and then okay. and yeah. And then, Kath, you have prepped the rowboat, and the five of you get in and start heading towards the governor's island.
Uh, as we start to row off, are the PVACs still following us as we leave uh-huh. the shore? Yeah. All right, I guess. Uh, <laughs> uh, guys, we should probably do something about these PVACs. How far away are they? 100 feet. You're the magic ones. Do, do something magical. Hmm. Blast them out of the sky. Okay. A <laughs> hundred feet? Yeah. It's out of my range. Man, this is a 90 foot. I can hit them. I'm going to fire Eldritch Blast. <laughs> Two Eldritch Blasts. Just start artillery fire. <laughs> I'm just going to start shooting them, yeah. And I'm going to use a Bardic Inspiration on him. Get him, Felly! <laughs> you, you get an extra D8. Yeah, I'll fire two Eldritch Blasts <laughs> at one PVAC, just because I don't know how fragile they are. Sure. Uh, give me an attack with disadvantage. First one's an 18. It's a hit. Second one is a 21. Oh, my Damn. God. This is with disadvantage? Yes. Okay. He, rolled, he, he had a, One of those were a crit. Yeah. <laughs> oh, one of them was a crit. Okay. Yeah, but disadvantage. Oh, yeah. Okay, okay. Uh, so, yeah, both hit. For 11 damage. All right. Yeah, you hit one with two Eldritch Blasts, and it just kind of, like, stutters in the sky and then just falls into the sea. Nice! As, like, Keth is rowing you all away, I'm assuming. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so one down. There's two other ones. I'm going to keep firing. Okay, if you're going to keep firing, we'll, we'll take a 20 on that. Okay. Um, and you destroy all three of them with your Eldritch Blast. Nice. Yeah, good job, fella. All right. I'll just give, like, a little fist pump. Yeah, I'm like, I can take, victory. like, a deep breath, like... Oh my god, I just realized something. Oh god damn it! Uh, so yeah, you get about halfway into the water. Oh no! <laughs> that there's constructs in the water. Yeah. Oh god. Okay. Oh, no. Son of bitch. Hold on, I was about to do something. Okay, what you doing, Astra? I was gonna cast Gust of Wind to make like a motorboat. <laughs> <laughs> Let's go! To get the fuck out of here. Alright, we're gonna do a skill challenge here. So keep that for yourself, Astra. We won't start with that one. The goal is to get to the island um, as quickly as possible. <laughs> Getting to the island is not... <laughs> there's going to be more cons... All right, let's go. <laughs> God, y'all, this is wild. <laughs> Give me initiative. Skill challenge time. So we'll say you need six successes before you get three failures. The DC will be 13. And to start off the scenario, you see three shark fins come out of the water behind you. First up, Doroth. Pulling out the flintlock. <laughs> All right, going for the attack of the flintlock, which means no one else can do a flintlock attack this skill challenge. Oh, no, really? Yeah, let's do it then. All right. That is a 13. 13 is defender win. You're the defender in skill challenges. Nice. Okay. So you take your flintlock and aim it, and you take a shot, and the bullet flies true and, like, hits the shark. It's a bullet hitting water, which is, you know, um, not good in real world. Um, But this seems to, like, graze the top of his back, and it does seem to stutter him. Can I give him a little bit of shock? So you have succeeded once. Okay. After Doroth, we're on to Finch. Keth, give me an oar. So, uh, yeah, strength saving throw. 15? 15 is a success. All right. So you are speeding the boat along by helping use the oars. After Finch, we're on to Keth. 
I'll do athletics to row even harder. That's good. Like it. 13. 13 is a success because Defender wins because y'all are the defenders in the skill I mean, challenge. We are barely hey. skating by right now. Yeah, you Three. are. <laughs> Three of six. No, no failures We're yet. all ass. Mm -hmm. <laughs> After Keth, we are on to Astra. Still want to do the gust of wind? How far away are they? 30 feet. I'll palpatine those fuckers. <laughs> yes. I'm going to do a level three lightning chromatic orb. You don't have to do a level three because this is a skill challenge. You're not actually oh. damaging them. Like, you're not in combat, so you can gotcha. just do level one. Um, and because they are in water and you're doing lightning, I'll give you advantage. Okay. Do I take life force? No. Because it's a okay. skill challenge. That's why do I wanted I just... to hold on the gust of wind because it wouldn't cost you any life force. Do I just roll the attack? Uh, yeah, but with advantage. 17. 17 is a success. So you see the uh, the sharks kind of get stunned from the lightning that's in the water. We'll say they're moved back like an extra 10 feet and y'all keep rowing. So only two more successes. Haven't had any failures yet. Good job, guys. After Astra, we are on to Felomir. Upon seeing Astra shoot her chromatic orb, I'm going to cast Witch Bolt. All right. Nice. I assume advantage, right? Yes, because it's lightning. Uh, 21. 21 is a success. You are shocking them even more. So there, we'll say with that, like the double shock, they're now additional 20 feet back, which just makes them 60 feet away. Um, after Felomir, we're back at the top of the order. Doris. Okay. Oh, wait, I'm sorry. Uh, that's the end of the round, so something bad happens. Oh. Red streaks of light come flying at you from the water. They have light. <laughs> La freaking lasers. <laughs> um, we'll say that... Even or odd, Keth is even, Finch is odd. You lose your ore from the ore being split in half from the lasers cutting it. Odd. So, Finch, your ore is broken. Ah, oh, my ore is broken. Oh, shit. <laughs> <laughs> After they do something bad, we're on the door. Okay, so y'all seen the first Incredibles movie, right? I have. Okay. Damn good movie. It is Been a, a minute, great but... movie. It, it, sorry, I got sidetracked. <laughs> All right, so you know um, the sun, how he has super speed, and uh -huh. there's a part where they're in the water in a boat. Okay. Or a boat that's made of their mom. It's, you watch the movie. <laughs> <laughs> and, he, and he, like, is able to propel the boat with his feet. Uh -huh. Uh -huh. I'm going to use acrobatics to do that on the side of the boat <laughs> that we just lost an oar. <laughs> well, you are one pound, so it wouldn't cause any kind of delay. It wouldn't cause any kind of uh, pull. pull on right. it. So I like it. So give me the acrobatics. I'm going to push. I can't believe you're doing that. Yes. I'm going to push Finch all the way. I got this. <laughs> uh, acrobatics, that's a 13. <laughs> <laughs> yes. So Doris starts propelling with his feet at the same intensity that Finch was using <laughs> with an oar. <laughs> and y'all make your way ashore onto the governor's island before the sharks kill you. And you're on a sandy beach. It's dark. Sun still hasn't... Oh, no, sun still has not risen. Um, down on... Down to your right along the beach, you do see like an old, like rotting dock. It seems like this might have been the one dock that like people come in on and, you know, park their boats at. Otherwise, you see a thick jungle all along the coastline. I would like to, if we're not too far away from this dock, I'd like to go tie up the boat to like one of the 
Okay. Fires or whatever uh, pilings. You call them, pilings that are coming out of the water. Is that a good idea, Finch? I mean, maybe, maybe we should hide it just in case. Yeah, let's pull these constructs come through. Let's pull it into the jungle. Okay. All right. I'm gonna go ahead and mend the broken oar just in case we need a nice. fast getaway. <laughs> Love it. So you mend the oar. We'll go find a nice little place and cover it with some palm leaves or something. Yeah. So the three of you that suggested it will say, uh, drag the rowboat into the jungle and cover it up with some some thick leaves, some brush. And can I make a perception check to you to see if any more pivacs have sure. joined the hunt? With your devil's sight, I'll still give you advantage. That is an 18. That is a success, and you do not see any pivacs. I think we're safe for now. We need to try and get a hold of Kurgle before she goes, crosses the water to the other island. Oh, no. I'm sure there's a way we can do that, and I'll look at Doroth. I'm going to look back at him blank and... Oh, yeah! <laughs> <laughs> And I will. <laughs> wow. <laughs> I think there's a way to do that. <laughs> um, I'm going to use sending. All right. What you going to tell her? Dear Kurgle, the dead speak. Dear Kurgle, um, so some stuff went down, and we think that it would be a great idea if you did not go to the island, specifically the inn. North. You hear, what was that? Was that, was that a dream? And then the, the spell's over. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to cast it again. <laughs> I, I can't, nah. Nah, bruh. <laughs> and were you talking out loud when you said all that? I think. You don't have to, but I know you have in the past. I think so. Don't I speak out loud? I think you do it just because you're Dorothy. You did oh, it when okay. you were talking to Velmir. All right. Tell her where we are and what we're doing. Oh, right. <clears throat> Dear Kurgle, this is not a dream. It's Dorth. I'm the gnome. You met me earlier with your brother. Look, don't go to the island. We're going to the gov- governor's island. Meet us there if you can. Well, I can't go there, Doris. But I just won't come to the island. It sounds like y'all are okay. Y'all found y'all having some fun over there. I'm gonna. <laughs> and look, then the spells. Over. Yeah, I'm gonna look up at uh, Felomir and go. Mission accomplished. <laughs> okay, so she she's gonna come here. No, but she's not gonna go there. Okay, so that's a, a start. I'm assuming she's on the pirate island. If we make it there, we can meet up with her. But right now, we gotta hide. Okay, well, I don't think anything's following us. Good. But, yeah, it's good. So is this island just like the governor's mansion? Yeah. Like, like nothing this is, else. So the history of this, I think I mentioned it in a previous episode, but the governor's island was where the Rodanian officials lived, so they wouldn't be on the island where the prisoners are mm-hmm. in their prison areas. So where the governor currently lives is an old Rodanian building that the officials used to live in. So, like, the warden and whatever. We're uh, we're relatively close to these docks, and you said they were uh, like decrepit. So as y'all kind of make your way to the docks, uh, one thing you do see is a small, narrow path, muddy path, going into the jungle, assuming where it's going. The the docks themselves, do they look like they've been used? Yeah, they look like they've been used. They're just it's old. Okay. If, I mean, for us, we're pretty familiar with rust or not rusty, but like 
uh, rotting docks here in Mobile Bay. Yeah. Um, it's that kind of scenario. Okay. It's usable. It's just old. Gotcha. Is there anything tied up to there currently? No. And it's just jungle and a muddy road going into the jungle, presumably Very, to... Yeah, like a five-foot-wide, narrow, muddy path going through the jungle. And, like, it's it looks worn and used, but it can you can tell that it's not, like, been widened for any kind of, like, transport or anything. Like, it's just for people. Can we see any buildings in the distance? Like not... No, you can't see any buildings in the distance through the jungle. Okay. Maybe we should go into the jungle. Yeah, we could just follow this path here. Yeah, I assume this leads to the governor's mansion, but do we really want to go there now? Where else could we go? I don't know. This path seems like the only choice. Do we know if the governor is is part of CFH? Does he work with them? I don't know if he does directly, but we've been told there are constructs here. And who knows if, how hostile they'll be towards us. All the other ones seem to be. That's true. Guess let's just keep our eyes open. Be on guard. All right, so you're walking into the jungle. Who here can see in the dark? I know you can. I can. Can anyone else? I can. You can. Okay. So the only two are the humans. Mm-hmm. Mary, you take the lead. I'll be in the back. That way we can keep an eye open since these humans can't see in the dark. <laughs> Maybe you should be in the front, Kath. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> I'll take the rear as I hobble along with my walking cane spear. <laughs> All right, so you travel for about 20 minutes on foot before the jungle clears to a large open area with well-kept grass. In the center of the clearing is a large mansion. And we'll also say that at this point, the sun is actually starting to rise. To the left are several two-story buildings. And when you look back to the mansion, you see a BBG, a bear bodyguard, approaching. He's not approaching violently, and he's unlike the ones that are in Port Griesel. This one is made of what looks like iron that is gunmetal gray, but he also wears a tuxedo. He has a large black mustache at the tip of his snout and wears a monocle over his left eye. Yes. He gets about 10 feet away and says, Hello, visitors. What appointment are you here for today? I'll step forward. Ahem. Uh, we don't have an appointment, but we're, we request an audience with the governor. You are here to make an appointment? Um, what is the earliest appointment? Hmm, let me check my records. And then you see, like, arcane glyphs go over the lens of the monocle. He has no appointments today. No availability. No availability? No availability for appointments today. It, it's an emergency. Hmm, emergency. And then you start seeing glyphs go across his lens again. Rules for emergencies are to still schedule an appointment. I will step forward. <laughs> When is the earliest appointment? Hmm. And then you see... Oh, my God. Three days. Three days? 11 a.m. We don't have time for this. Is Port Greasel in danger? (laughs) 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 Everyone's just looking at each other. (laughs) Define danger. Are the citizens of Port Greasel in danger? Yes. Some of them are. Yes. I say. <laughs> hmm. Let me check with CFH. No. Oh. Oh. <laughs> oh, restart. <laughs> Sleep. <laughs> <laughs> Arcane runes start going over the lenses, and he says, Hmm. The five of you are wanted. God damn it. Oh, shit. No. Give me initiative. <laughs> uh, 
I really thought about just smashing him in the face. <laughs> yeah, well, now's your chance. <laughs> All right, the bear bodyguard is up first and charges towards the closest person. God damn it. Which is you, Doris. Give me an athletics check. I'm going to use a lucky dice. <laughs> we ain't crit missing today. I'm sorry. <laughs> you said athletics. Mm-hmm. That's going to be a 15. He got a 17. <sighs> He charges forward and pushes you to the ground prone on top of you. Oh no. He then uses Flurry of Claws. I'm gonna use a Bark Inspiration Dice okay. to cut cut him with words. <laughs> gonna, <laughs> gonna try, I guess. Okay. Oh, you want me to go ahead and do it? Yeah, sure. Okay, uh. Ah, you foul beast! Unhand me! <laughs> <laughs> he does not have time to rhyme right now. <laughs> You want to just go ahead and do it, or you want me to roll first? I mean, you already called the cunning word, so. Well, I, I'm going to roll at the same time. Nice. Oh, no. <laughs> Maybe not. Yeah, that's not what you want to see Dave do. I mean, it's, it, it minuses the critical. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I rolled an eight. Okay. 21 to hit. Shit. Fuck me. Wait, Matt. All right, 12, 21, uh, nine, plus nine. He's got a plus nine. Jesus. <laughs> oh, God. my God. Yeah, that hits. So yeah, he pins you to the ground and you see claws shoot out from his knuckles like Wolverine. And he hits his first attack with 21. Um, this is flurry of claws. So, and minus eight, so 20. Y'all gotta get this motherfucker off me <laughs> now. So two claw hits. 26 slashing damage. Yeah. All right. After the bear's turn, we are on to Keth. All right. So free action rage. Okay. And I'm going to charge at him and yell, get off my friend. <laughs> and I'm going to try to use my uh, shield master feet to use my bonus action to try, try to shove him. That's tussling. Yeah, dude. Now we're tussling. Yeah, this is yeah, trademark tussling. Textbook tussling. <laughs> <laughs> For 12. 13 plus. Yeah. So I rush into him and just don't budge him at all, I imagine. Yeah, your shield just clinks against the metal and there's this like hollow metal sound. And I'll just kind of like look at him for a second and then just start wailing on his face with my Warhammer. All right. Uh, I'm going to attack recklessly because fuck it. Okay. We are in prime fuck it mode right now. 23. 23 is a hit. 20. 20 is a hit. 25 points of damage. 25 points of damage. That's pretty good. Pretty good. Pretty good. After Keth bashes the bear bodyguard with a couple hits, we move on to Doroth. Definitely going to try to escape. Is there anything that I can do before escaping? Like, can I attack or anything? Well, you're currently grappled. So yeah, that good. was the same scenario that the other gnome was in that Keth ate. So, yeah, you can attack. But your current movement speed is zero. You'll have to escape before you can use movement. Oh, yeah. I'm going to try to escape. Okay. Crit. You slither out. Fucking God. And moving my entire movement 25 feet back through the line of everybody. <laughs> <laughs> it's, is he still prone? Uh, um, he's not prone. He's on all fours like a bear. Oh, my. He's even more dangerous. <laughs> 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 so after Doroth, we are on to Finch. Um, I have uh, that flintlock still 
ready and okay. loaded, so I'm just gonna. Okay. Fuck him up. 13? 13 is a miss. Aww. You fire, and the flintlock shows a flash of light. The bullet does hit, but it just kind of bounces off. Doesn't seem to even leave a dent. And after Finch, we are on to Thelamir. Am I in his attack range? Yes. Okay. I'm going to disengage and back up. Okay. And prepare my hands for a spell. And I'm shaking. <laughs> From old age and nerves. All right. After Thelamir, we are on to Astra. I like how we're all just like ballooning out <laughs> from him. It's everyone standing back for the most part. Except for you and Kath. You're 10 feet away from him. Kath is right on him. And then Dorth is 25 feet away. Finch is 25 feet away. And Felber is 25 feet away. Okay. Am I the last one in the round? Yes. Okay. Could I get behind him? I guess on the other side of Kath. Yes. You can get on the other side of Kath. Okay. Um, I'm going to do that and cast a level four inflict wounds. And does that get advantage? Yes, because you're flanking, you will get advantage. And also, maybe you want to do something else with that. Like a quicken spell? Yeah, you could technically do two level four inflict wounds. I only have one spell slot. Oh. You might want to bring out some big damage. Yeah, I mean, that's my biggest spell, which is why I'm doing it. And I have advantage on it, so. All right, so a level four inflict wounds and a level three inflict wounds. Yeah, do it. Sweet. All right, um, I'm going to need y'all to do math, please, because I only have two dice Well, let's right start now. with the attacks. 20. 20 is a hit. Yeah! yeah. Crit. Crit. Nice. All right, go ahead and roll a d20. Big just damage. Tell me the number. 11. An extra die. Sweet. Of uh, damage. Normally, you with your crit, you would add a die, and now you're going to add another die. So it's what is the what's the damage for level four? Damage for level four, 60, 10. So it would be 8, D, 10. Yeah. Is wow. it really? Yeah. It's nuts. Per inflict wounds or that's for, a for level, both of them. One level four inflict wounds is, is 6, D, 10. Yeah. Right? And All right, then so a level three is 5, D, 10. So All right. it would be 13, 13 D, 10. D, 10. Oh, oh, Jesus God. Christ. Here, let's lend her our D, 10. Please, <laughs> please, please, Lord. A touch of death. Fuck oh, my up. God. 64 plus 8. 72 plus 7, 79. 79 points of damage. Yeah. Jesus. You suck it. You saved us. <laughs> she calmly walks up behind him. What, what else? <laughs> what else? What else happened? What else? And because you used the sorcery point. Wow, wow, magic! Uh, wow, so let's wow, get that wow. D100, Astra. All right, the blue one is the last number. So that is 91. What? That's cool. What is it? <laughs> if you die within the next minute, you immediately come back to life as if by the reincarnate spell. Ooh. If you oh. strike me down, <laughs> I will come back even stronger. Smite me, Perhaps bitch. as a dwarf. Ooh. Doesn't, uh, doesn't your race change with the reincarnation spell? Oh, no. oh, oh God. God. Yeah, you change. <laughs> you change. <laughs> oh, you you change race. The magic fashions a new body for the creature to inhabit, which likely causes the creature's race to change. Oh, the DM God. rolls a D100 and consults oh, the following God. table <laughs> to determine the form for which the creature takes when restored to life. Oh my God! Wild magic. Now he's just gonna do it. <laughs> How many people in Aces aren't the race they were naturally born as? Yeah. <laughs> this is becoming a little too common. All right, so you light up this bl 
big Big bear bodyguard. Bear bodyguard. Big, big, big butler bear. Butler bear. bear, 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 bear. <laughs> you light up. <laughs> you light up the butler bear with uh, necrotic energy and uh, damage it quite a bit. It's it's hurt. It's not fucking dead. Nope. But it's <laughs> not dead. Fuck? I didn't think so. At least he knows who he's fucking with. But you, you did some damage. After Astro, we're back at the top of the round, and it's the bear bodyguard's turn. And after that big hit, Astra, it targets you, and it attacks you with two claws. 17? Nope. Mm -hmm. 18. Defender wins. Defender wins. Nice. Using your shield, you deflect the claw attacks left and right. After the bear bodyguard is Keth's turn. All right, I'm gonna uh, keep smashing. All right, give me the attacks. 24 for the first one. 26 for the second one. Both hit. 13 plus 14 is 27. 27, 27 bludgeoning damage. Two big hits, putting big dents in the side of his metal armor. Metal body, not armor, just body. But he's still standing. He's still ready to attack. But it is currently Doroth's turn. While I'm back there, I'm going to use a bonus action to get out a uh, greater healing potion. Okay. Uh, 44 plus 4. Okay. 15. All right. Cool. After that, big damage. Big damage. Big, big damage. Big damage. Big, big damage. Big damage. Big damage. Uh, big damage. No whammies. Do it. <laughs> I'm going to cast a level 4 Witch Bolt. Okay. Just straight down the line. Sure. Sure. Give me the attack. Uh, 19. It's a hit. Nice. Nope. No, it's not a hit. Mm -hmm. Not a hit. Right. I know as I see now. Defender wins. It's, it's, it's too late to use Lucky now, right? Before yeah. I told you. Okay. Or before I confirmed it. Yeah. Well, shit. So the Witch Bolt like hits and connects, but then like dampens quickly like he has some sort of magical barrier or something. <laughs> That's no. a bad description. Of course. <laughs> yeah. Oh. He's a combat thing. He's got he's got defenses. Yeah. And so he de he defends against it. He defends against <laughs> it. <laughs> After Dorth, we are on to Finch. Man, I'm scared of that 19. Big damage. I was I was gonna try and do something more fun, but I think I'm gonna go with the, I guess a safer route. You know what? He is already flanking. So do, will I still get a sneak attack damage on this as well? If you. Any time you get advantage on the attack, you get sneak attack, and or if an ally is within five feet of the enemy. Yep. So, <laughs> with Hunter Colossus, and you know, with the, the sneak attack damage, and with the Hunter's Mark, longbow. All right, longbow. And two shots. Two shots. Here's the first advantage one with on both advantage. of them. We'll see what happens. Twenty-seven. This is a hit for the first one. I'm gonna go ahead and roll the second one. All right. And. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> 28. 28 is also a hit. Okay. And so then... 20 damage on the first one. All right. 10 on the second so one. 30. 30. So 30 damage altogether with the two arrows. Two arrows pierce his metal body and go dinging around on the inside, but don't go out the other side. Cool. But he is still moving, but he's like crickety now. If only you had you structure. <laughs> Fuck you, dude. I'm never <laughs> using a sharpshooter. I'm gonna get rid of sharpshooter if I could. <laughs> you would have hit with both of those. You would have hit with both. 
Maybe. Negative. Yes, you would have. 28 and 27, Maybe. negative 5. It would have been over 28. Look, okay, <laughs> I get it. When I don't use it, I could have hit. When I do use it, I don't hit. Leave me alone. <laughs> all right, and from this moment on, I'm going to start keeping a record of all your attacks. <laughs> and once you roll, and if they would have hit, and I guarantee you at least 50% of the time you would have hit. All right, so after Fitch, we are on to Thelamir. <laughs> I'm using Witch Bolt. Do it. That's a 28. 28 is a hit. Damn. 20 damage. Jesus. (laughs) All right. Uh, You kill him. Would you like to describe the attack? I will. uh, At the end of the last round, I prepared both of my hands. Okay. Ready? And I will say I have a spear in one, but I'll uh, just take my forward hand and just start. I'm going to slowly walk, uh, uh, strut forward. <laughs> yeah, dude. I'm going to uh, strut uh, with authority towards him as I whip my hand out and shoot my witch bolt out from my hand. And then I'm just going to continue all the way until I'm just right on top of him. And then he explodes and we all keep walking and we don't look back. <laughs> and then Darth Vader shows up from behind and just picks up Felony. <laughs> so yeah, as you connect with your Witch Bolt and it starts to dwindle his energy, you see like the shell of him just crumble to the ground and all the moving parts just kind of go loose. And he lays there still and the sun shines warmly onto all of you and you see the front door of the mansion open. I'm going to pull my rapier out. (laughs) (laughs) Wait, do you have a rapier? Yeah. No. Oh, you lost it. (laughs) Then what did you pull out? Did you buy a a generic one or did you hold off on the generic? No, I still haven't marked because I don't have it. Shit. Uh, Give me a, you like point your finger or something or wand. You point the wand. Okay. For for that rape, that rapier scene. All right. All right. I'm going to point, pull my wand out and point it at him. I'll cut that in. Thank you. <laughs> hey, listeners, if you're listening to us live right now, this is this is D and D. This is the process. This is D and D when you do a podcast. <laughs> Instead of retconning the narration, you could just edit it. He's wearing a tuxedo and a fake mustache. <laughs> <laughs> if we get killed by this fucking bear. The planner's peanuts of BBGs. <laughs> Y'all didn't heal too hard, huh? No. Nah. Mm. Mm. Man. <laughs> mm. Indeed. Mm. Mm. Perfect. <laughs> I think he's maybe afraid because I'm shooting at a big metal bear. Yeah. Um, I'm afraid because statistically that is a bad choice to make based on your other attacks. <laughs> But do what you want. Do you, you do Finch. You're Finch. I'm not Finch. I'm Felomir. <laughs> no, you, you're Finch. I'm glad we established that. 